You have tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. So, yeah, yeah, we were talking about Christmas. It's it's uh, It's been an interesting week. Uh, we went straight from Star Wars into Christmas, and it was just uh, a lot, you know, a lot going on. What, what about yourself? I had, a, yeah, I haven't done too much. It was basically the same thing, just jumping in from Star Wars straight into Christmas. <laughs> I, you know, we told everybody that we didn't have a episode last week because of the holidays. I think it's more because of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Because this would be the episode that we wouldn't record because of the holidays, if you think about it. True. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I saw Star Wars on Thursday, so it's we could have recorded. It's just there was a lot of things pre- prep, prepping for ho- the holiday, I would have to say. I saw mine as thir- on Thursday as well at 8.30. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we saw it, we saw it at 7.00. That's why we were able to get back and do a recording right away. Did you listen to our recording? Not yet. No? Cool. All right. So, hey, Televised Heroics, that's what we're here to talk about, man. That's right. (laughs) But how can we not talk about Star Wars? It's pretty much uh, uh, a part of not just pop culture, but our society as a whole. (laughs) Star Wars has made its way into it. One way or the other, even if even if you you hate Star Wars, you still probably wouldn't saw the movie and still like uh, have to talk about it to people. You know what I mean? Just recommend it to people. You know, give your honest opinion on it. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, everybody wants to know what 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 did you think of Star Wars? So uh, I think even though we talk about comic book heroes that are on TV in this this show. We, uh, I think it's our due diligence to tell everybody what we thought of Star Wars. So let's just get right into that. All right. Uh, Force Mitch. Awakens, Episode 7. Daniel, what did you think? Oh, man. I mean, this could be the hype talking only because I haven't seen it a second time yet, but I love it. I haven't it. seen it a second time yet either. I loved it. <laughs> you loved it, huh? Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely enjoyed the film. I liked it. I, I, I have my problems with it, but um, uh, I just think that I just think that a lot of people are blinded to the problems that it is. Either that, or they just they they see the problems and they just like, ah, it's Star Wars though, so we can accept that. Like, and I, <laughs> that is what makes me angry more than anything else. You can't just. I don't think there can be a giant blanket over everything and be like, well, it's Star Wars, so we have to be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I assume we're not going to – and let me just reiterate, I, I did like the movie. I enjoyed it. I will say things that will make you upset, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, otherwise, did you um, – so I, I assume we're going to – we're we're not going to keep this spoiler free. And anyways – I, pretty much everybody has seen this movie by now. It's made 
what, $600 million in the box office? I think everybody's seen it. That is ridiculous how much it has made so far. But, so, I mean, are you okay with just talking about spoilers then? Yeah. Um, I mean, to have, you know, this podcast about Star Wars, or this episode dedicated to Star Wars, I mean, how can we not go over the spoilers? We have to. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, I mean, let's, you get the biggest big one out there already. Han Solo dies. There you go. Everybody, we've said it. It's out there. Um, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Harrison Ford coming back for the one movie and then his character getting killed off? Well, I know Harrison Ford said he wanted an out from Star Wars. and I mean, this was his out, but... Yeah, I, he wanted an out back in The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> he wanted. He was done. He's like, oh, let's just kill me off, please. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was. I guess it was. It it had to happen. I would have. I thought they were actually going to do it. Maybe in the second, you know, in episode eight. I thought that's where it was going to happen. Mm. I think uh, if and here's one of the problems I have with the movie. It's a very much a step by step remake of A New Hope, episode four. Um, he he, obviously Han Solo is the. Obi-Wan Kenobi of this movie so he has to die in the first movie he's the he's the learned person that you know knows a lot of information and uh, if our characters are gonna keep going forward and have obstacles he can't be around so there you go Han Solo dies just like Obi-Wan died in in episode four see where you're coming from um I will say something that did bother me is uh Another Death Star, basically, even though it's a size of a planet. Well, it was an actual planet. It is an actual. And you know what's funny? Bringing this to the comic books made me think of uh, Mogo from Green Lantern. <laughs> like the living planet, the planet that has a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of when I first saw that. Uh, what did they call it? The Star Killer instead of the Death Star. Same concept. I mean, ha- have they not learned? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's 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 pretty much the same concept that uh, the Death Star was. It, um, you know what's funny is listening to I listened to uh, Kevin Smith earlier this week talk about it. Uh, you got to see the people on the planet that were that was being destroyed by the new Star Killer. You know, the, as they're sitting there outside while these beams of energy are coming towards them and they're kind of looking at it like what's going on and you didn't get that in a new hope when they blew up alderaan you know it's just a planet that that uh blows up you know what i mean right and you don't you don't get the impact of it killing millions of people meanwhile you get to see a lady holding its their child as this planet just gets destroyed that is the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it just it does kind of make it more impactful. Now, the whole idea of it stealing energy from its own sun and then uh, using that energy to blast out into in across the galaxy at, at to another planet to destroy it seems weird does the, how does the planet exist after the first firing after it, it it shoots off the sun's energy once does it are there more suns nearby to just pull from <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to worry about the consequences 
Okay, <laughs> that's I mean, that's true. The dark side usually doesn't worry about the consequences. It's just it's all about that immediate satisfaction. So what? The first beam destroyed what? Three planets? I think so. I think it was three. Yeah. At once. Yeah, it, I mean it's a powerful weapon. It's yeah. it's harnessing the power of a sun. <laughs> Did I mean the whole fight on that planet uh, when they were trying to destroy it? Did it, I mean take you back to the Death Star run? Yeah, I mean that's what, that's what I'm saying. That the, this whole movie is you know make scene for scene a remake of A New Hope. It's even down to the characters. Now, if you want to get into the characters, I loved a lot of these new characters. Like you got Ray and Poe and. Uh, Finn and Kylo, and you know these are all great characters, but they're all just reimaginings of the characters that we already know. Right? Uh, maybe less so is uh, Finn, which is what I think is my favorite character out of this new movie. Uh, I think he more than anything represents the the audience, and uh, he you get to see through his eyes this whole thing happening. You know, first you see him as part of the. Uh, as a stormtrooper is part of the um, the first order, and then you know he comes to a realization that he doesn't want to kill people. He doesn't want to uh, be this murderous stormtrooper. So he defects. Is I mean, essentially, he doesn't really defect to the resistance. They um, he he just kind of falls into it. But then eventually he does like, yeah, I want I I want to be part of the resistance. So. I think he was very much the audience's point of view throughout the whole thing. Right. My only question uh, um, is how the hell does a janitor get sent out to war or to invade a planet? <laughs> well, see, that's I think that's that wasn't I don't think that's exactly what it is. It's uh, just like in any um, Navy military. Yeah. Think, I mean, you think about it. If you're on a battleship. You have everybody is a soldier, but they also have secondary duties. So his secondary duty is sanitation. So I mean, while he's on there or wherever it is on the the Star Killer or wherever they're supposed to be, he has to take care of sanitation. But his first job is to go out and kill, is to be a soldier. Right. But it's funny to say, yeah, I'm part of sanitation because <laughs> you know there's the whole talk about you know who who cleans the toilets on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, who was your favorite character my favorite i want to say i want to say poe even though he didn't have that much screen time it was probably poe you know i liked poe a lot too and that's the my only problem is that i wouldn't i, I didn't pick him because he didn't have a lot of screen time like i'm gonna say a good two-thirds of the movie he's not even there right and i I did feel, um, I mean, I feel like some of these characters did have a different dynamic, though, from all the other characters that we've seen in the past. How, okay, elaborate. But then I was also talking to uh, my roommate's brother, and he's like, well, maybe you thought they had more dynamic because they actually focus on the emotion and just on their facial expressions. You didn't really, the way that they brought, they talked about their characters, they didn't really say much about it. So, like, maybe you're just reacting to, you know, their facial expressions and how they were reacting to the moment. Fair enough. I mean, yes, 
uh, I, you know, I can't think of who is the directed a new hope is definitely a different, different director than JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams def, uh, you know, gets in there closer with the camera and stuff like that. Um, but to me, they like, okay. If you take Ray, for instance, Ray is definitely uh, a mixture of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Poe is a mixture of Leia and Han Solo, (laughs) you know, uh, Han has Han Solo has become Obi Wan in the movie. It's just Kylo Ren is 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 a Vader wannabe. Even to the point where his character is a Vader wannabe. He he loves Vader so much, you know. Right. I I just and I don't think there was enough emotion from from a character like Kylo Ren. Like for the idea that his he's he's a a person that was first trained by by Luke in the ways of the force. And then what we know from the original Jedi's is that they're not supposed to have a lot of emotion. Right. Right. Uh, you know, so then when they go to, uh, he, he goes to the dark side, he should be filled with more emotion. And yet I don't see a lot of that in, in in Kylo, or maybe it's just a decision made by Adam driver, or maybe it's a decision by, J.J. Abrams, I don't know. I just felt like it wasn't. I don't. His character to me, other than the fact that he looks cool, like everybody's kind of just. I think is jumping on the board that he looks cool and he has the tri saber or whatever you want to call it. But I just don't think he was a great character in this whole in the movie itself. Well, I, I will say he definitely has a lot of uh, anger issues, as you saw. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He definitely has a lot of anger issues and. As we know, anger leads to the dark side. <laughs> but why? I mean, why he he has anger because his parents gave them to Luke to train. I mean, what's what was so angry? What what did he have so to be so angry about? His parents are Han Solo and Princess Leia. That's true. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. So maybe it's like oh i wish you know grandpa anakin was alive so he could detree the path of the dark side <laughs> oh i'm sorry that grandpa anakin died so that the whole world would be safe <laughs> uh or the whole universe really um thing okay so things like the supreme leader what did what did you think of him like all we saw of him was a was a hologram which at the time i didn't even know that was that was uh andy circus playing him that was awesome <laughs> he looked cool i like i did like the I, but it, and now i think what we're gonna find out is that someone that we've already seen is actually supreme leader and that was just a, that hologram is just a way of masking it kind of like a wizard of oz thing but i think um I would have liked to seen a Sith that was kind of a giant, <laughs> you know, that'd be kind of cool. Right. Yeah. But I mean, we still have no idea how tall he is, what kind of alien race he is, who he is. Right. Jar Jar. So that's <laughs> Jar Jar is going to be the Supreme leader. <laughs> oh, I would laugh so hard if that happened. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, another part was uh, that was cool was the introduction of the uh, Maza character, Maz. Yeah, the lady who owned the bar or whatever it was. The one with the big ass goggles. 
Yeah, you know, so and that was what Lupita Nagango, the the girl from uh, Twelve Years a Slave, she was playing that that role. Um, another great introduction for another new character. She's obviously force sensitive, and sees a lot of what's going on in, um, in Ray and and what's going to happen in her future. And that's why I was like, you need to take the lightsaber with you. <laughs> now let's get to that. You know, when she touched the lightsaber, she had all those flashbacks. What do you take? What do you get? What do you bring from that? What do you get from that? Well, I feel like the Knights of Ren um, basically massacred Luke's family. Well, his wife, I should say. And you know, Luke ran away and just left Rey on on Jakku to fend for herself. So you think it was Luke that left her there? You, yeah. you, so you, you're part of the people that believe that she's a daughter to Luke? Yeah. Huh. I, I actually, I am also. I, I believe that too. Um, not that there's a lot of evidence to back it up, but uh, I really feel like she's going to be related to somebody that we know already. You know, I was talking to uh, my coworker and her boyfriend, and they think that it's actually, um, uh, you know, Kylo's sister. Okay, so I've heard this one too that maybe she's Kylo's sister, but then why wouldn't Leia and Han have said anything when they were when they met her? Like neither one of them's like our daughter. They just kept talking about their son the whole time. Yeah, that's the argument I gave them too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you could sit there and say that Luke pulled the memory of her out of the heads of Han and, and, and Leia, but I just, I don't know. Why would he do that and not do the same for like their son, Ben, that went to the dark side? Right. And I feel that, um, Leia would, I don't know, feel it, you know, when they met for the first time. Yeah. I mean, it's a parent, parent, uh, child relationship. It's gotta be pretty hard to eradicate from someone's memory. I mean, that's, that's a lot. (laughs) Uh, I I just don't see it. Uh, Another theory I heard go around was that she is Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Huh? Which I think also could be interesting. It would, it'd be, uh, I'd like to see the explanation because, you know, Jedi was not allowed to take on a, uh, a wife or a husband or whatever, you know, have a family. So, um, after I would assume it would be after the the uh, the events of Episode Three and before Episode Four, because by the time you get to Episode Four, A New Hope, old Ben Kenobi's a hermit that you know lives by himself in the middle of Tatooine. Right. So he had to have found somebody, fell in love with them, got him pregnant, and then left them all in the span of that what twenty years, which is possible. Right. And then she would have had to go on and have a kid with somebody else. And that would be the granddaughter that we find left on Jakku. Right. That could all work out. Um, that thing too is, uh, do you think that Finn is force sensitive? I don't think so. No, uh, no. Do you, do you believe he is? Well, one of my buddies was telling me that in order to wield a lightsaber, you have to have, you know, be force sensitive but I, but this is what I said in episode five. Han picks up Luke's lightsaber. 
Exactly. No, you don't have to be force sensitive to to wheel the lightsaber. You just you have to be able to push a button. Right. <laughs> <laughs> However, I have I do think I remember reading somewhere that uh you actually have to physically push that button on the lightsaber like it has a capacitive uh surface. You can't like just turn it on with the force. Huh. So, that's why like whenever, you know, like say take episode uh 5 when Luke is stuck upside down on Hoth, you know, he he he's, he's reaching for the saber, he doesn't just turn it on there and then have it come towards him. He has it come towards him and then he turns it on. You know what I mean? Right. So, that's uh I I I've never heard anything about having to be force sensitive to turn on a lightsaber, but there's a lot of the Star Wars universe that I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the big disappointments, and I, I I have been told that I might be wrong about this one because I haven't watched it again. But no one got their hand cut off. It's usually a big staple of <laughs> uh, of Star Wars. Someone gets their arm or hand cut off, and no one got their arm or hand cut off in this movie. <laughs> I was expecting it to happen to Kylo, but it didn't happen. It just. He just got injured, and like I, I mean, his arm got grazed. I guess you could say. It's true. His arm got grazed, and then I, I'm pretty sure that that last swing that Ray does like fucks up his face pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I didn't. I don't think that. I, I don't think that he, he got his arm cut off, and I don't remember anybody else getting their arm cut off. So nope. uh, I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of some of these other characters? So uh, we got like General Hux. I thought he's a great character because unlike in the original trilogy, he's not uh, beholden to Ren. Like how the other generals were uh, afraid of, of Vader. You know what I mean? Right. He very much sticks up for himself and tells Ren, Kylo Ren that he needs to back off or do other things and, and not get in his way. Like General Hux was 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 pretty uh assertive yeah and i i think kylo definitely needed that too somebody that was assertive you know especially someone to push against him yeah because i feel like yeah he, he's, he's kind of like his his uh his his counterpart in the the first order i guess yeah i feel like uh you know he's obviously emotionally unstable he's always losing his temper and he's only Guided by his emotions, not by the ways of the Force. It's probably why he decided to go to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Captain Phasma? We didn't really get to see much of her. Now, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. So you know that's Brianna Tarth underneath that silvery Stormtrooper mask. Uh, We didn't get to see much of her. She's kind of there at the beginning, tells Finn to... To go get her, get his equipment checked out, and then uh, she's there at the end when he wants her to open up or take down the defenses. And then Han has his line: "Is there a trash compactor?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Chris brought up a good point that he's probably she's probably going to be like our our Boba Fett of this trilogy. I think so too. So I I, I hope that in the next movie there's more there of what. Uh, she can do and like her power and her stature. Right. I, I felt like they hyped her up a lot and, you know, just had a couple of lines here and there. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, she she definitely. I mean, because you look at her her design, her costume design. It, she's obviously designed to stick out. She's uh, what is her name? Gwendolyn, uh, whatever her name is, is like over six feet tall, and uh, she has a silver stormtrooper outfit, and she has a cape, and she's obviously designed to stick out, but she didn't. None, nothing no. about her was interesting yet. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see if they do something with her character. I hope it's not all side stuff that you have to like go looking for, like in video games or in uh, novelizations or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know, maybe, and this is because I played Battlefront, but I remember in Battlefront um, there were a couple of uh, stormtroopers that set up from the other ones that were able to use the force lightning, so maybe she can do something like that. Oh, really? Stormtroopers that can do force lightning? That's pretty impressive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how did you feel? Like, okay, so I guess one of the disappointing parts that I thought of this movie was uh, there wasn't enough mourning for Han. Like, Han Solo dies, you get Chewbacca kind of starts going a little shot crazy, but not really, and then Rey screams out, but that's about it. They get back, the planet blows up, they get back to where the Resistance is at, and no one really goes up to Leia and says, hey, uh, we lost Han. (laughs) Like, her and Chewie just kind of look at each other, and that's it. Well, Leia knew... She obviously felt it. She did. She was force sensitive and she felt it when it happened. But. <laughs> that's true. They didn't. Everybody that that's died, they've had a ceremony, basically. Well, everybody that's a main character, I should say. Like yeah, Qui-Gon. Exactly. There's, yeah, Qui-Gon even got a, a funeral pyre. And, you know, even though. Obi-Wan dies in, in episode four. He still shows up a couple times in ghost form. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, I felt like there wasn't enough of a scene, just something to happen for everybody to acknowledge the fact that, that Han Solo died. So, um, since we're talking about death and graves, uh, somebody said that at the end, Luke was standing over a grave. Did you notice it being a grave or like a headstone or anything? That Luke was standing over one? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that he was standing over a certain headstone. He might have. I mean, that's supposed to be the first Jedi Temple, so who knows who's buried there. Um, it would make sense that someone is, but uh, I, I don't think it would be Han, if that's what you were, you no. were going for. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just who who it is in general. Maybe it's Vader. <laughs> Maybe it's it's whoever. I don't, I don't know. What did you think? I honestly don't know who it uh, who would be, and I honestly didn't uh, didn't notice the grave. I was more focused on uh, on seeing uh, you know the facial reactions between Ray and and Luke. You know, <laughs> the facial reaction they they only had one face, and it they held it for it seemed like twenty minutes. They <laughs> the scene was took went forever. I mean, it, it, it literally could have ended as soon as she walked up there and he turns around and it could have been done. But no, they had to have this spinning, like, shot that went on forever of the two of them just looking at each other. They didn't say nothing. 
See, that would have been perfect because at the beginning of the movie, when Poe gets captured by Kylo and they puts him down on his knees, he's like, uh, who says something first? Do I say something first? Is that how, <laughs> is this how that works? That's what needed to happen to that scene. Ray needed to be like, uh, do I say something first? This, who, what happens here? But that, you know, the scene just took forever. I was just like, okay, it's ridiculous now. <laughs> dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah, dramatic, <laughs> dramatic pause. Uh, I don't know. That, that, I, 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 I guess there was plenty of time to look around for a grave. <laughs> like yeah. I said, they were, they were holding that scene forever. Uh, I, but I, I didn't notice one. No. Did you say after the credits? Because I did. I did not. I knew that there wasn't going to be anything. Yeah, I wasted like ten minutes of my life. Yeah, it would have been a. Those were long credits too, from what I heard. <laughs> Just for disappointment. And uh, what do you think of Daniel Craig's cameo? I didn't know that was Daniel Craig until much later when I heard everybody talking about it. But I did like that little exchange between Ray and that stormtrooper. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I also liked the other storm, the stormtrooper that fights. Finn, when Finn has the lightsaber, like that idea that he had that um, that weapon that blocks lightsabers was pretty awesome. I just thought the way that he fought with that was cool, and the whole idea was just cool. Traitor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing I thought was kind of interesting about the movie. Like when general hux is a, is addressing the his soldiers his troopers or whatever you want to call them he's he's sitting there and he's talking about he's talking about the resistance like how they're the enemy and how they're the bad people because they're doing things that are against you know uh what they're seeing and um like we i mean we've obviously we 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 relate with the resistance because that's where all our heroes are but what if you were watching this from the other side you know, these these are all you know, uh, rebels that are causing problems and killing people and and uh, destroying a, a way of life. Could you think of it that way? Oh my god, man! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that. I mean, once once they go and kill a whole planet full of people, you can't really say you're the good guys anymore. But uh, every nobody, I, I you know, nobody thinks of themselves as the bad guy. Right. As, as Lex Luthor would tell you in in comic books, he doesn't think of himself as a as a bad guy. He thinks of himself as a as a good guy sticking up against the aliens that are coming to his planet. Right. Also, I did want to say I did want to point out that uh, the stormtroopers actually had a lot more screen time, and they actually I felt like you know they were all individual. They weren't all the same. The stormtroopers. Yeah, I felt like they were uh, all unique. I think that, I think they did a good job of of picking a few to make them feel unique. Yeah, you're right. Um, I like the storm that the stormtrooper that Daniel Craig played, or the the stormtrooper that fought Finn. You know, they they had a way of getting them individuality while also keeping them in conformity with the with the outfit. Right. Um, what'd you think of the giant bloody handprint on Finn's helmet? I think I think uh, it served two great purposes. It showed uh, it gave us a reason of why Finn would want to defect after seeing his uh, whoever that was, if it was a friend of his or not, get killed right there on the battlefield. But then it also gives us a way of of keeping track of which stormtrooper is Finn 
while he keeps his helmet on. Because otherwise, would you really have been able to tell which one he is while he's running through a bunch of other stormtroopers? No. No, exactly. <laughs> so it, it does two things, and it and it does them both well. So I was I I was cool. I mean, it's it's a it's a striking image. It's you know the blood streak across a stormtrooper's mask, which uh, you know for any other stormtrooper would have probably been a mark of honor for them because they, you know, they got it on the battlefield by killing somebody. But for Finn, who doesn't want to kill anybody, it, 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 sh- it shot him into into horror, into flight instead of fight, you know? Right. So it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about it to the point that you wanted to bring it up? I, I just liked it. It just stood out from something else. But I see, I see your point that you're making. Cool. What else? Do you have anything else? Oh, you want to talk about Chewie? Yeah. Um, oh man, poor Chewie, his best friend, just watched him die. He did. He just watched his best friend die. I mean, that's that's a that's a relationship that goes back quite a ways, and like. I would have I would have liked to seen more of a uh, a big like f- like w- a wookie freak out to the point where he was going around ripping stormtroopers arms off or something you know what I mean after he's seen his his friend get killed Yeah I was hoping for uh, a wookie rage too <laughs> Yes the wolverine claws to pop out and him just to go into wookie rage would could you imagine if they added that in like some <laughs> Some kind of like Wolverine claws, or just like something that we never knew Wookiees had, but all of a sudden when he goes into rage, he just spouts another arm and starts beating people with it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> starts shooting fire out of his mouth. What? <laughs> Wookiees breathe fire? <laughs> Only when they're really angry. <laughs> what do you think they're going to do with this character from now on? I mean, he obviously doesn't have. You know, uh, I guess this would this would come into effect like what you what people know about uh, Wookiees in general, like in the Star Wars universe. Is I don't I don't like I said I don't know a lot about the expanded universe. How long does a Wookiee live? Does he have much longer? I mean, for all for all accounts and purposes, it looks like Ray is going to be taking over the Falcon. So maybe Chewie's going to be her new co pilot. Maybe. And I mean, Chewie didn't look like he aged at all. No, <laughs> he didn't. But that's because he's a, a, a costume. I... <laughs> the guy inside aged a lot. Peter, Peter Mayhew can barely walk. <laughs> well, I was just talking about how you know he didn't gray. I should say. Right. No, you're right. Exactly. They didn't. They didn't make it so that his the costume was grayed, and he doesn't look like he aged at all. Uh, so. Who's I, who's to say? I don't know. A, a, a Wookiee could live to be a couple thousand years old. I have no idea. Yep. Oh, yeah. He got shot, too. I just remember. Yeah. So it was funny. They, they you know, they were, they ended up pulling the old uh, Wookiee prisoner trick again <laughs> <laughs> when they were sneaking into the into the star killer. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this? No, uh, I that's pretty much it. I did want to say I, like I said, I did want to talk to somebody about it, <laughs> but that's about uh, it. Well, yeah, yeah it's, I, 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 like I said, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. I'm just not. 
I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, so I have my own problems with it. So <laughs> I have things to talk about, and and I will incur the backlash from the people who who find me not to be, uh, you know, geeky enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'll, I'll just say this: I am happy that the movie has come out now, so I don't have to hear so much about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Now we could just wait for Deadpool and then Batman and Super- Batman v Superman and then uh, uh, Civil War and all my other comic book movies because that's what I'm excited about. <laughs> uh, what did you have? You watched the new uh, trailer for Deadpool? Yeah. I you know I I didn't want to watch it because I am very much against the second trailer. I think they tend to give too much away. And this one, I think they did. They gave away some stuff that I would have rather have seen on the screen, but I had to watch it. I had to watch the trailer, and it was so sweet. <laughs> that trailer was awesome. I loved every bit of it. Yeah, uh, Miranda was all, oh, so you have to have a certain sense of humor to watch this movie, right? And to get it, I was like, yeah, I was like, it's going to be really dark and really fucking gritty. <laughs> you know what? I just I think of it as like, uh, watching um, uh, Van Wilder, but with guns. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ryan Reynolds definitely has that, that sort of uh, of sense of humor. And he, he, uh, he was uh, – someone else said this to me, but he's definitely born to play Deadpool. Or at least the way De- we know Deadpool now. Right. Obviously not the way – he's not the same as when Deadpool was first created, but he, the way that he's, he's – uh, written in the comic books now is exactly the way that Ryan Reynolds is perfect to play him. I I'm just gonna love the raunchy some you know the raunchy humor in the movie and uh, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Do you mean like uh, you look like the inside of someone's anus? <laughs> <laughs> that line, that raunchy line. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think if there's just like a good. 20 minutes of Ryan Reynolds and TJ Miller talking about what Deadpool looks face look like, uh, that will make the movie for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to complain if that happens. I'm not going to complain either. (laughs) Actually, I probably will. We'll come back and I'll be like, God, this scene went on for too long. I get it. He's ugly. Uh, what just... other trailers have have you seen anything else that you've uh are interested like so at the beginning of 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 star wars they all I saw was <laughs> comic book and geek related trailers throughout the whole thing. What kind of trailers did you have? I'm pretty sure it's probably the same ones there was Batman v Superman there was civil war there was civil war there wasn't Batman v Superman. I think there's one called like the fifth wave that I saw sci fi movie yep. looking um Oh, uh, we saw the teaser for um, the Harry Potter prequel. Oh, the the uh, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Yeah, yeah, the one with Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, that 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 is a teaser. That's I mean, it literally <laughs> shows you almost nothing. <laughs> Just a guy casting a spell at the end, and that's it. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, yeah, that's all I could think of. I mean, it was just like geeky trailer after geeky trailer when I was watching when we went and saw Star Wars. So I was, I was, I mean, I was happy about it. Don't get me wrong. So that was cool. 
Oh yeah, the preview right before the movie started was uh, Warcraft. That's right. I, wait, was there Warcraft in mine? I don't remember. Huh. Um. Any anything else? Anything? Any news articles you've come across that you want to talk about? Like anything that you've heard that's going to happen for next season when we come back to all our televised heroic shows? Well, um, they showed on Christmas Eve. They premiered the uh, teaser for for the Flash uh, season two part two. And oh, did they? I don't think I don't think I went and saw that. It's only twenty seconds, but. And I kind of sad that I watched it. They revealed so much in those twenty seconds. Oh wow! Maybe I won't go and look for that then. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. But then uh, um, I did see. Oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I did see an article where they were talking about uh, Sarah as the White Lantern is going to get a new love interest from the nineteen fifties. Oh. So, so there's definitely there's definitely gonna be a lot of uh, time hopping. So they're gonna pull a uh, Peggy and uh, oh god, it! I just forgot his name. Captain America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve Rogers. Yeah. Okay, is that the name you were trying to remember? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah, I guess you could say it that way. They're, I mean, they're definitely gonna be two people separated by time. Who knows what's going to happen with that character? Um, I think what was there something else that I saw too. That uh, oh, did we talk about this? The, the, that um, Silver Banshee was going to show up in Supergirl. No. Yeah, Silver Banshee has been cast. She's going to be. She's going to show up in Supergirl sometime in the the end of before the end of the season. Which makes sense to me because, you know, the big uh, um, other weakness other than kryptonite for Superman or Kryptonians is magic. Magic is a big uh, weakness for, for Kryptonians when they're all-powerful, you know. Right. So Silver Banshee could definitely be a, a good foe. Hmm. Awesome. Did you get around to watching the mid-season finale of Supergirl? Not yet. No. <laughs> No, okay, that's fine. We'll talk about it next week. But uh, we can right. talk about uh, Jessica Jones this week, though. Okay. What did you, so? Uh, I know we 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 discussed only talking about the first three episodes. Okay. That way we can kind of spread it out through uh, um, the rest of the hiatus, I should say. Right. Um, what did? How do you feel? I know that you, I, myself, and you, we've already. Watch through the whole thing, but this is going back and re- re-watching the first three episodes. How do you feel without knowing the future uh, about the show? Okay, so... So basically, just think about it the way that when you first watched it. What I mean, what? how did you feel watch, when you first started watching it? Like, how, what did you think of the show? When I first started watching it, I honestly thought that it was... Uh, the first couple of episodes were kind of dry and kind of hard to get through. But after a couple episodes more, and it started becoming more and more of a uh, a mystery show, uh, you know, I was like, oh, I want to watch the next episode just so I know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? What clue are they going to get? Where's Kilgrave? You know, I was, 
I, the first episode really hooked me with uh, the whole showing like uh, what the the girl Hope went through mm-hmm. to uh, basically get to um, Jessica. Uh, and I like the idea that we didn't actually see Kilgrave or David Tennant until the third episode, um, until they had that big reveal of his face. We kept we kept seeing him in shadow. And we kept seeing the silhouette of his head and stuff like that until the third episode when he actually turns around from uh, the the TV and looks right at Jessica. And Jessica looks right at her, right at him in the through the glass and. And you see David Tennant, and I'm like, and, and I just, I mean, wow. The, the those the first three episodes, if it wasn't for some of the other stuff in the episodes, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want to sound like a prude or anything, but, like, the constant sex, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just kind of gets repetitive. But um, the the other parts of the show were really good for me. Like I liked that we're building backwards, these relationships that she used to have, like Patsy Walker and, uh, and Kilgrave and, uh, Luke. Like why, why does she have this connection to Luke? Right. What did you think of Luke? What did you think of his character? I, I liked him. Um, I honestly didn't know that he was going to be part of the show. Uh, but once he's, I, he's a part of the show for a good part for those three episodes. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw him, I was like, holy shit, I think that's uh, Luke Cage. And then I heard, you know, the name drop. I was like, holy shit, it is awesome. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remembered from, you know, beforehand uh, the look of the actor. But so I knew that that was the guy when they first showed him. But uh, it, it was interesting um, to see how much. In those first three episodes, he plays into it, right? And uh, and once again, with like this Netflix show, just like uh, Daredevil, a lot, all the side characters are so interesting. They're so um, you know thought out and three dimensional, you know, to the point like even her uh, her lawyer that, that she sometimes works for, you know, has her own problems. Has situations that she needs she she needs to flesh out even though she's she's either trying to use jessica jones or or help her right like you know give me those pictures or give me the dirt on my ex right yeah i mean and that's eventually that's where it gets to with with that character but like the, from what we see in the first three episodes is is her uh fooling around with her secretary or her personal assistant and then also having a wife and we, you know, you have to wonder where, where this is going with that character. Uh, we may, which, you know, makes me excited to think about because that character has a strong tie to Danny Rand in the comic book. So, uh, I wonder if it's going to, if she's going to play into parts for, uh, Iron Fist when that becomes a show. Huh. And then, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think like, um, I guess the 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 neighbors they had their own little dynamic too as well. Right, like uh, Malcolm, who's her direct neighbor, who right. obviously is a junkie and uh, t- tends to wander into other people's apartments and and 
and either be in the way or scare people. Like she, he scared Robin and Ruben upstairs, uh, <laughs> just slinking around their apartment. Which that that was a weird dynamic for a set of characters because right the way that they portray them is obviously as a couple. But then when he when Ruben explains to Jessica Jones that they're brother and sister, she kind of has the same reaction that uh, the audience has. Like, you guys are brother and sister? You, you don't act like brothers and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that, you know you, you, if you take a look at studies that they have, they, they have with twins, um, I don't know, maybe not so much fraternal twins like the two, those two are, but identical twins, identical twins or siblings that, that uh, grow up in a closed community, they they do tend to have relationships like that that are very odd and uh, closed off. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised too when, you know, I was shocked to hear like, oh yeah, we're brothers and sisters. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think, once again, like when we we see in the third episode more than anything – the, I mean, after the initial introduction to Kilgrave's powers, which is Hope being in the bed in the first episode and not not leaving, like she she's like, she, I mean, she obviously the Purple Man told her don't leave that spot, and she didn't. She kept looking at the clock, and and even when Jessica was pulling her out of the bed, she was still fighting as hard as she could to get back in there. Uh, it was about the third episode is when we see, or the end of the second episode, beginning of the third episode, when he tells the little, the ki- the little kids to get inside the closet, and he tells those people that I'm staying for dinner, and uh, and then you have the cop, which is uh, Will Simpson, and I, I don't know if you, I mean, if you know this or not, but in the comic books, Will Simpson is the character Nuke. Yep. So he's, you know, that's a, that's a very big name drop right there. It's, I mean... He's not a character a lot of people know, but he is a he is a big character in the in the Marvel U. Isn't that uh, one of Wolverine's uh, biggest foes or fiercest foes? I don't know if he. In, I know that they've written that recently. That the two of them have a a history, but I don't think originally that's where he was. He belonged was in was in Wolverine comic books. I think he was. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a Daredevil villain. Oh, okay. But from what I understand is that he was kind of a, another attempt at the super soldier serum that created uh, Captain America. But obviously, it didn't quite go right. <laughs> he uh, He's a villain. And, you know, that happens more often than not when they try to recreate the, the Captain America experiment or Project Rebirth. Is that what they call it? That's what they call it, Project Rebirth. Hmm. Or as they've retconned it now, he is. Uh, you know, if if Wolverine is Weapon X or Weapon Ten, Captain America was Weapon One or Weapon Zero. He was one of the two. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, then, what would that make Captain Britain? Captain Britain. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that he because he's not. He's not science. He's he's magic. He gets his power from Excalibur, the sword. That's right. I have that story arc. That's right. 
And he gets his power from the people of Britain believing in him. So he's I don't think he belongs in in there anyway. He's just he just takes on the name Captain Britain. Okay. <laughs> but it, it can always change, you never know. Right. Yeah, Je- I mean, Jessica Jones to me this the series is really shaping up to be pretty great so uh like i said we've already watched it through one time i love where we get to in the end uh but we will have to get to that when we get to that right now these first three episodes though like you said some of it is is kind of dry and and uh drags on i think it is really good basis of of what we get to see like she is a detective she she puts together when she figures out that Kilgrave is alive, she puts together what happened. He was, you know, he was in the ambulance. The ambulance picked him up. He, he convinced the the ambulance driver to take him to a doctor. He convinced the doctor to do a uh, surgery on him when, you know, the doctor wouldn't have done it any other, for any other reason. He got the guy to he convinced he got the guy to give him his kidneys, both his kidneys, so that. You know, you can't live without kidneys. So, and we see it. That guy is hooked up to a, a dialysis machine. His kidneys are on the outside of his body, and he he wants him. He wants Jessica Jones to kill him. He's like, kill, uh, and she's like, yeah, Kilgrave. I got it, Kilgrave. Yeah, I'm totally gonna take care of Kilgrave. Don't worry. I know Kilgrave. I know what I can do. And he's like, no, kill me. Oh, uh, <laughs> you just feel bad for that guy. Oh man. It's terrible. That got me uh, <laughs> riled up. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, she's she is a pretty good detective or, or a private detective. And she obviously has, I mean, let's go through the powers she has. She has a heightened strength. She has some a little bit of invulnerability, I would say. Um, maybe she's maybe a little bit quicker with the reflexes than most. She can do, uh, you know, jumps. Basically, it comes from her strength that she can jump higher than most. It's kind of like doing a Hulk jump. She obviously not to that scale, but she can, but she can't fly, which is different from her comic book counterpart who can fly. Right. What did you think of her power set? I, w- I would have liked to see more, but just in the fight scenes that they did have, um, and just seeing her, you know break shit that norm nobody can normally do was pretty awesome right and the, but she also talks about how you know whoever could come around the corner and just shoot her or you know she'd get hit by a car or whatever like these things could still happen to her and she would still die she's still afraid of those things so obviously she's not she's not superman strength she's not incredible hulk strength but she does have a little bit of uh invulnerability probably a little bit of uh, faster healing too. Like that's why we see. Uh, well, that's later in the episode. Right. I was actually going to say something later too, but I was like, wait, I can't. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, she's an alcoholic. Something I like. <laughs> Definitely an alcoholic. And that, I mean, that's that that brings into like the PTSD for what she lived through. Um, she lived through having to be with Kilgrave for so long and. You know, obviously he did things to her. He raped her. He he made her kill people. He, uh, everything against her will because he was using his power on her. So she's suffering in her way by self-medicating. Right. Because, I mean, even when she falls asleep, she still sees Kilgrave. 
Right. So, so, yeah, she couldn't even sleep that night. That's why she got up and went to go take some more pictures of uh, Luke Cage. And then, I mean, she's so strong that she fucking punched the lady to death. Yeah, like when you, you hear that punch, you can hear the snap in the, in the lady's sternum, probably her spine. And I mean, to the point where a, a medical examiner looks at it and says she was hit by a bus. That's how she died. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful punch. What else? I mean, what anything else you can say about these three episodes? Anything you're you're uh, looking forward to, uh, even though you already know what what's coming up? I, I mean, I, what I'm gonna try to do is um, just try to watch it more. I guess second time around, you pay more detail or you catch things that uh, you didn't catch before. So uh, I'm probably just right. gonna take a look and see if like, oh, did you catch this the first time? Did you catch that the first time? I think that's pretty much what's gonna be. For me, most of it. And then, of course, some of the talking points. Good. And, I mean... I think that's uh, definitely a good idea. And, I mean, I did want to bring up a few things that I'm looking forward to seeing again, but I don't want to drop any early spoilers, I guess you would call it. (laughs) (laughs) I did like the idea of uh, Patsy Walker, if for those who didn't know, is also a comic book superhero. She is uh, Hellcat in the Marvel Universe. We obviously see that she hasn't done something like that in this universe, but she is learning Krav Maga right now. She is learning to to self to 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 defend herself, and she's not. She didn't pick a martial art that's all about defense. I mean, Krav Maga is one of the deadliest ones out there, where it's all about how quickly you can get to the death move. Like you you get the knife away and you slit the person's throat. You uh, in the fight as soon as possible with those moves by killing the person, either either ripping their testicles out or snapping their neck. You know, it's it that, that's a deadly martial art right there. Yep, and uh, just and I mean, what it's in the second episode episode I think you see where she's um, learning training training. Yeah. Uh huh. And she gets disappointed with herself. She's like, "No, I would have been dead. Don't tell me that was a good job. We're doing it again." Yeah, because she's. I, I heard the click. I heard the click of the gun. That means there's a bullet in my head. I don't care. We need to get this so that I can get it right. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I always I always liked women that could kick my ass. Not just kidding. <laughs> hey, that's my fetish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's. I mean, like I said, I think uh, Kristen Ritter is doing a great job as. As Jessica Jones, I mean, it's not exactly the same Jessica Jones that we see in the comic books, or at least in the comic books that I read of Jessica Jones. I never read Alias. Have you ever read Alias? No. So I, I can't, I can't say what what her character is like in that. But uh, I think she's doing a pretty good job as the as the title character. I love all these side characters and the supporting cast, and then David Tennant is amazing as the purple man and though we haven't seen him much in the first three episodes i'll say this now about the whole series he steals the show for me he is creepy as hell man you know what's so great too is that he's creepy but it's because he's so charming like like even if he wasn't super powered to the point that he can he can influence people with his words 
that's what people do already in the real world. Like they influence people with their words to the point that they do things that they wouldn't normally do. Look at the Manson family. Charles Manson was able to convince a bunch of people to kill on his behalf. Look at Hitler. Hitler did the exact same thing. I mean, these are examples of what people can really do in real life. And then he has the extra bonus of having a superpower that allows him to do it. So I, I, the, his it's his charm. His charm is what's so creepy about it. And it works for it. It does. It works out perfect. Uh, I I think that's what we have to say about these three episodes. Um, if there's nothing else that you want to get get to, uh, I would I would say we call it the ninth right there. Sounds good. All right, sir. Uh, until next time, we will have more. Uh, we will have Supergirl talk since we still have to talk about that mid season finale. And we will have more Jessica Jones talk, and we'll see what else comes up. You know, maybe we see a movie, or maybe we see uh, something. Or if, hey, if listeners, if there's any particular uh, superhero movie that you want us to talk about, we will gladly talk about that. So uh, even if it's one of the ones that you know are bad, like if you want us to talk about Ghost Rider, I will sit through Ghost Rider and watch it and talk to Daniel about that. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you know, write us, uh, talk to us on Facebook, uh, Geek Elite Radio on Facebook, at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, geekeliteradio.com is our website. I am at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter, and Daniel? I am Daniel Von Helvet On Twitter. So you can find either one of us there, you know, or talk to us on Facebook, and more than happy to answer your questions. Uh, please download us on iTunes. Give us a five star review and a review and a five star rating and a review, and uh, or listen to us on Stitcher or wherever you listen to us. Just you know, tell us where you do, and we will drop a line, we will drop a line to that, and uh, come back next time next week when we have more to talk about. Daniel, until then, happy New Year and uh, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.